0: Good evening, and welcome to the Pompey Politics podcast. I'm Ian Tiny Morris, and I'm Simon Sandspring. And so we're back.
1: A month has passed, the dust has settled. Our Zen is now central again. It was a month ago to the day, Simon, as you frantically packed away all the kit. At about three o'clock in the morning in the guild hall with the lights going out around us and only the nighttime security staff left as the party was over and we were the last men standing
0: yeah and to to be fair the packing away was a dance like bloody quicker than the setting up but we learned from our first uh our first location show um and we would certainly be quicker next time um but hopefully that hasn't put either of us off for doing it again because i i well certainly certainly worth it i think
1: oh definitely and to be fair from my perspective it was as with all things podcast i just rock up and talk nonsense and you're there with a dustbin full of wires and connectors and sliders and microphones and where are we going to attach this that's a good point simon we need to resolve that um, and you confidently saying, well, I think we need to be on air by eleven o'clock. And I'm like, oh, key, Well, I'm Bob. You know, stick a microphone in me. We're we're ready to roll. And uh, but no, a, a, a good night. And from a from an outsider's perspective, who's never been to a count before, it was uh, it was um, it was a really good experience.
0: Um, yeah, well, g- uh, glad you enjoyed it. Um, I think the, the yeah, I, I think the biggest thing we were scared of, aside from technical problems, and of course the technical gremlins did mean that we we couldn't stream any video images, so people just had to put up with our voices and a and a blank graphic screen. Um, but um, our biggest fear was that no one was going to talk to us, and we were going to basically just have to fill the silence all evening. Um, and we had a steady stream of people coming over to say hi, um, and that was fantastic, and it, and it made for a brilliant evening. So thank you, everyone that did. Um, it would be impossible to remember to list them all now, and I'm about to forget someone. I'd hate to do that, so yep. I'm going to cheat and say thank you to everyone that spared us a bit of time um, that evening. Um, and indeed, um, we we also um, received an invite to the... Um to the mayor making ceremony didn't we, which unfortunately neither of us could could make so um
1: we we did, which was really unfortunate due to work commitments because uh it would have been good as uh as uh the new mayor Tom Coles made quite an entrance in terms of uh, uh approaching the mayor making ce- uh, ceremony to the strains of Metallica, and um I'm not sure whether anybody's ever recorded it before, but perhaps the uh definitely the first mayor of Portsmouth ever to
0: include uh vulcan in his acceptance speech how dare you it was klingon um and um of course the council budget didn't stretch to him actually beaming in to the show um but we'll we'll talk about how actually the um how actually his his first stint as as mayor went but our but our thanks uh to honor um hannah brent for actually um offering us um those tickets to come and see, um, see the mayor making thank you very much anna sorry we couldn't make use of them
1: so casting my mind back and Yes, so back in time to a month ago and um it was a it was not an easy night to be a conservative in terms of uh the way everything went simon so uh yes, shall we synopsulate
0: the evening uh yeah, like you said it 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 wasn't a great evening um so if you compare um there's a there's a handy graphic that I've I, I've prepared in advance. Um, our viewers will be surprised to see that any preparation goes into it at so, all. So in in 2019, um, the the councillors that were returned were um so we had uh, we had six um conservative councillors we had um six liberal democrat councillors we had um nine uh, sorry two um labor councillors in in 2019 remembering of course that um portsmouth elects in third so three out of every four years there's one of the three councillors in every ward uh, being elected and, and what actually happened um on the night was in the end actually there was only one Conservative return, um, Labour gain in Cosham uh, from Mary Valerie, uh, Pip gain in um, in Poolsgrove, uh, Pip gain in Hilsey, um, Pip gain in um, in Copner. Uh, so Emily Strudwick, um, Raymond Dent uh, winning in Copner, and um, the Lib Dems uh, re- retained their seats in Nelson, uh, Fratton, Baffins, um, Milton. Um, central South Sea, St. Tom's, and gained the Conservative seat off of uh, the Blues in East and Craneswater, um, with the Reds, um, Graham, Graham Heaney, um, retaining his seat um, in St. Jude, um, but independent or now newly minted Portsmouth community independents um, in the form of Cal Corkery, um now re-elected in, in that form um, into Charles Dickens.
1: Yeah, so I think it was, uh, you know, it, it, the 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 question, I guess, in terms of the headlines of the night for me, um, you know, it it was clearly an awful night for the Conservatives, and you know, there is no, uh, you know, there's no secret that the Conservative vote collapsed, and when I think we'll come on to vote share um, at some point, um, you know, Pip did extremely well in there because sort of the key wards that they they target, you know, all in the north of the city, um, and they secured three. Um, In terms of elsewhere, Pip, you know, Jacob Short in Fratton is worth a mention, you know, ran a very solid campaign there. Young man, um, you know, a lot of respect for him and the energy that he put in to get 400 votes in in Fratton. And Paul oakley Cleef in in Baffins also, you know, decent return in terms of votes. But um, uh, in in terms of Pip kind of flourishing anywhere else in the city, um, you know, I think it was a really good, solid night for them. Um, I, I, I don't think it was spectacular um, because, you know, it, it was a Conservative vote collapse that kind of helped them in their key areas. I don't think it was a good night for Labour, if I'm honest. I think that Labour, you know, we'll be very pleased at gaining Cosham. You know, they kept the momentum up, which uh, I know we both weren't certain about with the, you know, the the kind of momentum that Asger generated last year. Um, we weren't sure that was going to be there for for Mary. But um, again, the Conservative vote collapsed and, and Mary got across the line quite comfortably. But Labour's sort of key, you know, Labour made their strategy very clear that they were looking to oust GVJ in Milton and looking to do the same to Susie Horton in Central South Sea. And I think it would be fair to say, Simon, that you, um, you, you, you with a heavy heart felt that they might be successful in those endeavours.
0: Well, yeah, that's the way I called it in the in the prediction show as, as um, we were universally derided for our predictions or the or the quality of oh, our predictions. Uh- <laughs> well, we, now, uh, we'll come on to that in
1: just a second. But, you know, ultimately, both Susie and GVJ romped home. Um, yes. You know, Labour started the evening with two. They ended with two. Obviously, you know, Cal had been cast out of the Labour Party. Um, and I think universally across the political spectrum everybody felt that was that was extremely harsh um but the people of charles dickens stuck by him and have returned him for a second term this time in the and i hopefully i'll get this right because it's easier than the uh the previous independent incarnation that the pci the portsmouth community independence
0: yes um yeah so um yeah, so he and he and uh, Kirsty Miller are the are the are the PCI, the, the Portsmouth Community Um So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think I, I think there was a there was a sense of inevitability about the result in Charles Dickens. Um, I must admit, I read the runes entirely wrong on on several of the wards um and, and indeed I thought they were going to be a much closer thing in um in keywords like uh, like Milton and Milton and Central Southsea, um and um yeah it was a, it, it it was a I don't know there were some surprises but there also were not were, were some things that weren't really really surprises but I I think the the results were were kind of quite clear literally when we walked in we could we could um we could sense from the mood of of some of well, the candidates how things were going you say that you okay. say that and we we won't name names no. before the
1: count but um there there was at least one councillor who who spoke with us before a single box was opened and said that they thought that they had done OK, but they weren't going to win this time and they absolutely romped home. Um, you know, there was there was a, some tension around from uh, from I, I, there was a lot of tension in the room that as soon as boxes started getting opened and the first few were counted. um that there was very much much this sort of. I was never in doubt. It was never in doubt. you know, oh, we knew that was going to happen. And I have to say, i I point at some of those people, and i I boo them loudly because they were not as they were not as confident as they made out once the the ballot paper started stacking up um as they were afterwards. And yes, you're right, that we were universally derided for our predictions um for those who are always interested as to whether Simon or myself wins you nicked it didn't you with Eastney and Craneswall no was it yes Ian e- e- and C that you you um you had over the line so uh, you've won another one which is is a strong tradition but um for me that the winners of the evening the big winners for the evening um you know and it may sound obvious but was the liberal democrats you no know, at the end of the day they they've You know, they've been running the administration. There is always the argument that, you know, it's easier to shoot at the team in front, that it is, you know, the opposition, it's much easier to give the, yeah, we'd do that better if we were in charge. You know, they went from six seats to seven seats. Um, The, the, you know, PIP uh, uh, basically have, you know, have have done all of the fighting in the north of the city and, and won very successfully. So if you look at uh, uh, and Pip, you know, we can touch on it later. And there's a there's a whole conversation around that. But if you look at the traditional opposition parties of Labour and the Conservatives, um, they now effectively can't form an effective opposition to the administration. So whilst the magic number is always 21 to get an all out majority, and I think the Lib Dems are now on 27, be 22. um, is it twenty two to get an amp Yeah, because it's half plus one. It? Yeah, yeah, but there's an element of, uh, and again, at the risk of being provocative, which I'm never afraid of. No, never. If either. I add, if I add the Lib Dems and PIP together, as some have suggested, could happen. Uh, we happened or has happened. It's well, almost like you you've been to listening 20... to the clips we've got. <laughs> you you get to twenty three, so but but again you know yeah. i i don't want to take away from the fact and i think gvj touched on this in his acceptance speech that the the people of portsmouth have given for me a a ringing endorsement of the lib dem administration
0: yeah it was it was it was hard to be able to to be able to claim anything else but um yeah i think it's it's always easier to be um, and forgive the wording it's always easier to be smug or confident after the fact um, hmm. beforehand it, it's slightly different it's an emotional night um there were many ups and downs there were some very very uh there were some very very uh, distraught and, and sad faces there were some very um uh you know uh, to be honest it, you know they'd receive a sen- essentially um, an electoral gut punch really um you you could see that so it's it's a story you know at the end of the day someone has to win um it's a game of counting um and it's the competition is basically just to get one more vote than everybody else um, yes. and yep. you know in, in 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 that respect that's the that's the contest that that people are in and it's the it's the world's strangest interview process because you know you you hold it in public and the public get to you know it's not there aren't any other interview processes where people get to um shout at you on facebook or point at you in the street or say that you know accuse you of um, being useless or underhand or in the pocket of xyz um, but at the end of the day, the electorate has spoken, and that's yes. that's who the master is.
1: Yeah, and I think there is there is a piece for me, and I uh, you know again I, I I I I took some stick online for it afterwards, but I think you know there is an element that you know, and I like to think on the podcast we've always been pretty fair and balanced about the the local councillors who do hard work for their community, irrespective of their political party. Yeah. um and you know that there, there there was that there were some people this time round um who did work bloody hard for their community and lost their seats similar to you know Frank Jonas last year whom everybody agreed was a thoroughly good egg um and and was ousted and i think you know it it was you know we saw that again in in you know some of the results that went against the conservatives because you know let's be very blunt about it with national politics and everything that's going on having the word conservative next to your name on the ballot paper particularly in this election um didn't help anybody
0: uh, no so um by our reckoning the lib dems got 29% of the of the vote um citywide in this election labor got 28.1% um the conservatives um, got 19.4, which was down from their 27% the previous year and 36% the year before that. Um, and
1: and that, that for me is the key stat, Simon. Yeah. If you look at their popular vote share mm-hmm. it, it, in the space of two election cycles, it's halved.
0: Yeah, Um and of course, anyone in government would do the usual thing of that's what happens in mid-term, um, you know, at the mid-term of of um, of the Westminster Parliament. Local elections are are the place where uh, where the electorate basically take a um, give a bit of a beating uh, to the government, so that's to be expected. But there's no, that's that's quite a, that's quite a well. It's not even a steady decline. That's a massive, like you say, it's up, it's halving. Um, but at, <laughs> the, the sa- at at the same time from. You know from a, a basically from nowhere in 2021 pip um this year was 16 percent of the vote
1: yeah and 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 i think this is the you know and the real the real question for pip and at some point we'll we'll get george on and and ask him is is you know w- what what is what is their ambition because you know they they've they started in Pools Grove, they've shown that that you know they've They've built a base there that's crossed the divide into Hilsey. Um, You know, Copner, they did very well last year and came very close to defeating Ben Swan. This year, they romped home.
0: I think I've just lost um Ian temporarily his, his connection's gone a bit um um a bit shy on us. Um so just while I wait for Ian to recover, um the uh, one of the other things that was interesting for me is that um you can um you can see from our, our graph there over over time that actually the the oldest part of the graph was in twenty fourteen when when UKIP had actually just under twenty-five percent of the vote share. Um and that's gone um gone on a steady downward trend uh with a bit of kind of peak and trough to when it disappeared and then um uh, and then pip emerged um the thing that i um personally thought was a surprise um i would have thought actually that um that the green vote share would have been increasing steadily over time and actually in 2015 they had about eight percent of the vote share whereas uh, of late it has been bouncing around between 5% and 3% um with 4.4% um this year so um yeah a, a not um not quite perhaps what some people were hoping for perhaps some surprises there but perhaps also some some things that were um to be honest plainly obvious as we as we were saying about the uh, about the um the descent of the of the conservative um vote share but that scrabble but between uh, between the reds and the gold gap yeah. uh, seems to be going on. I don't know if you caught that there. And what I was saying was the interesting thing was, for me, was also the observation that UKIP went. You know, UKIP came from twenty five percent in twenty fourteen to literally disappearing, and then um, and then PIP emerged, um, and also the Greens, who had a high point in twenty fifteen of eight percent, um, but have been bouncing around between five and and three percent since. And I'd I'd have thought that in recent times their vote share would have increased. Yeah, I can you hear, hear me you. Now. Yeah,
1: mar marvelous. I think my internet dropped for a, a little bit there. Yeah, no, I think the 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 the, the green vote is an interesting one. In in the, I think they fielded candidates in almost every ward, but they 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 they're they're really not making the kind of impact that that I'm sure they would hope for um you know and again in terms of that there is a bit of me that does wonder whether they really spread themselves too thin um you know i i don't i don't see them targeting a ward. you know and again pit pit have very have been very very bullet you know targeting
0: first paul's grove oh sorry yeah it looks like you're i've now got your image back but you're you were then kind of fritzing out, and I think yours um, your connections dropped um, dropping again. So I don't know if you can still hear me Ian. We're doing we're doing well. Um, so um, I'm just going to give Ian a, a second to uh, to reset from there. I'm just going to um, uh, take that down. Uh, but yeah, just um, I, I wonder whether Ian's Ian's got a point there. It'd be interesting to see what the listeners think. Um, I- you are smaller parties um, like the Greens are. Are they Suffering from a, um, from you know, just from the sheer lack of numbers, or or is it a strategy thing of being able to focus on uh, focus heavy on a particular ward to win it? Um, there's a there's a famous Lib Dem campaigning book by, um, by um, I don't know if he's still the party president, Mark Pack, called Pick a Ward and Win It. Um, so um. There's uh, other, obviously, other campaigning books are available, but it, there's a there's a logic to that to that kind of idea of concentrating your resources in a particular area. Um, so um, yeah, maybe that's the case. Maybe these days we'd have thought um, to to see more of a more of an increase in in the green vote. Um, but again, as is pointed out in our clip later on, um, a greater diversity of views in the chamber is a good thing for uh, for the council as a whole and, and for the city. Um, so hopefully um hopefully we can see uh, we can see more of that in future. How are you doing Ian? Hello mate, I don't I don't know if you can hear me. Um <laughs> um I think um my Siri is trying to pick up what I'm saying, um which is um really annoying. So um the um the artificial intelligence intelligence is is out to get us. Um Ian, I don't know if um if you're hearing me, I'm not hearing you at all at the moment. I can see you, but I can't hear you. Uh, I don't know if you want to try and uh come out and come back in again. Um I'm just gonna uh let's see um see if I can message there. So um any um, responses from the um from um from the audience would uh would be um would be great there. Um hopefully Siri isn't isn't deciding to usurp Ian, um, because as much as Siri can be useful, I prefer Alexa myself, but um, I, I'm pretty sure that Siri is no replacement uh, for Ian's contribution to the show. So, um, <laughs> um, thank you, Siri. That's enough. Um, so, um, yeah. So let's try. Let's try and press on while Ian tries to sort out um, his issues. So, as as Ian spoke to uh, spoke on. Um, basically a week after a week after the elections the the council met for the mayor making and that's where the uh the mayor is appointed and uh tom coles uh was uh, was appointed uh for the mayor for this uh for this municipal year um and he um then had his first uh, his first opportunity to chair a full council meeting um as as the mayor um immediately after after the mayor making ceremony so um the, the Lord Mayor um, essentially acts as the chair or is essentially the, the equivalent to the Speaker of the House, if you like, in, in Parliament, um, and in the sense that they're uh, run, running the meeting um, in, in that respect and basically keeping everyone to order without... Without decrying order um, and um, uh, and making any protestations like that, so um, so that's what the the Lord Mayor does, um, and um, whoever it, the the person that takes the the Lord Mayorship is, is voted on by the by the council members um, each year to uh, appoint them, but some sort of agreement takes place so that that's done in a in a rotational way uh, and done fairly. Um, so and the convention would be that the Lord Mayor doesn't vote. On um, on issues unless a casting vote is needed. Um, so um, so yeah, so that's the situation. So while um, Ian tries to tries to scrabble back in, um, I'm just going to uh, carry on. So um, apart from the Lord Mayor changing, we also had a change of leader. Um, so one thing that came to light in the press um, shortly after the election was that uh, Council Group Leader General Vernon Jackson, who'd uh, been uh, been the leader for a, a couple of decades um had um had decided that he was gonna stand down from his role as council uh, leader. Um and um and thereby um Steve Pitt from the Liberal Democrats um was um was suggested by um by the Liberal Democrat put forward as by the Liberal Democrats uh, to be the new council um leader. So what happens is the the members of the council all vote to accept who the leader is and essentially that leader is um, then forming a cabinet um, of their choice um so um it has happened in previous years where other parties have act- have tried to put forward a candidate to be leader but actually this year uh, no other parties did um so there was only the um only the the liberal democrat candidate steve pitt um and he was uh, accepted by the by the council uh, unanimously which um which might, some people might consider to be a contest, obviously, between the cut and the thrust of the, of the election. But at the end of the day, um, someone um, obviously has to, has to be in charge. So I'm just going to play um, Steve Pitt's acceptance speech. Um, and hopefully during that, um, Ian can, uh, can get himself back into the room. So um, uh, do bear with us. Uh,
2: firstly, I would very much like to thank my fellow councillors for their support today. Uh, it means a lot to me. I promised to work with full time. <coughs> sorry, I didn't drink enough last time. Uh, I promised to—I meant not alcohol, of course. I promised to work full time to continue the Liberal Democrat vision uh, for a safer, greener, fairer, and cleaner city, and to work alongside our local communities to take Portsmouth forward together. My door will always be open to members across the floor, and I promise to always listen to concerns and, wherever possible, address them positively and collegiately. There will inevitably be areas of disagreement, otherwise we wouldn't be in different parties and groups, but I hope we can move forward respectfully in the knowledge that we are all here to deliver the best possible outcomes for the people of our amazing city that I have been proud to call home for my entire life. I would like to pay tribute to the long and dedicated service to this council and our city of Councillor Gerald Vernon Jackson who dedicated the last 20 years of his life to work in for Portsmouth and I am delighted that he will continue to serve on Cabinet. So without further ado, I am delighted to announce that the Deputy Leader of the Council and Cabinet Member for Children, Families and Education will be Councillor Susie Horton. The Cabinet Member for Community Wellbeing, Health and Care will be Councillor Matthew Winnington. The Cabinet Member for Climate Change and Greening the City will be Councillor Kimberly Barrett. The Cabinet Member for Resources will be Councillor Lee Hunt. The Cabinet Member for Safety in the Community will be Councillor Ian Holder. The Cabinet Member for Environmental Services will be Councillor Dave Ashmore. And The Cabinet Member for Transport will be Councillor Gerald Vernon Jackson. Cabinet Member for Planning Policy and City Development will be Councillor Hugh Mason. And finally, the cabinet member for Housing and Tackling Homelessness will be councillor Darren Sanders. Uh, For information for other members, I'll be retaining the culture, leisure and economic development portfolio for this municipal year. Uh, I also have to announce that the health and wellbeing board members will be myself, councillor Matthew Winnington in his portfolio role, Councillor Susie Horton in her portfolio role and as leader of the opposition, Councillor Simon Bosher has the opportunity to nominate a representative from his group to attend those meetings and I'll invite him to do so in due course. Uh, We've also set a tradition over the last few years of the leaders of the other council groups being invited to attend the Health and Wellbeing Board and this is something that I intend to continue. Um,
0: Okay, so I don't know, um, hopefully the the end of that uh, came across which was... uh, uh, Councillor uh, Pitt saying that um, the um, the practice of um, other representatives from the other parties um, having uh, being able to represent and contribute to um, health and well being boards etc would be uh, would be continued uh, to allow them to do so. But broadly, a I'd like to work with everybody. Um, there's part bound to be some things that we disagree with, um, and um, and um, the, the I want to continue um, the measure, and and as um, Ian was saying earlier on, um, obviously the the electorate had had reselected the uh, the Liberal Democrats, um, therefore happy with with what they what they're doing to run run the city over whole, I guess is the is the is the argument for that. Indeed, um, Simon. Ian, I we we can see you. Yes, you're there. Hello, marvelous.
1: Apologies yes. for that, the, the, the blindy technology that. Uh, my system appeared to have thrown itself into a full reboot, and Jaws wouldn't tell me what it was doing. So, um, that's all resolved now. So, where apologies, listeners, for my absence. Where had we got to?
0: So, what I'd played uh, Steve Pitt's acceptance speech and the appointment of the um, the cabinet positions. Marvellous. And so, I'd literally just ended playing that. Yeah, one.
1: and and interesting uh, again um, that, uh, that that that. GVJ's decision to step down as leader made after he was elected. Um, yeah, it, uh, I guess it's it's what we had been expecting, but probably two years later than most had predicted it as uh, I, I think uh, when Steve unfortunately was was it Central South Sea he was um, manoeuvred away from a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, so. um,
0: So, uh, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, I guess um, events over the last couple of years for everybody haven't quite gone the, the way that anybody anybody predicted, have no. they? But um, um, but uh, yeah, it's a it, you know it's an interesting thing. At the end of the day, the the public don't directly elect who the who the leader of the council is, do they? Nope. And I just wanted to catch up on. Um, uh, one of the comments that, that we've got there from uh, from Elliot from the um, from the local Greens. Hi Elliot, thanks for, thanks for contributing. So um, it's common for people to see voting uh, green as a wasted vote. I have mixed thoughts on this, but nonetheless, our job is to prove people otherwise. It's easy to play the we are a small party card. What we must do is that is make the most of the resources and people we do have for other places in the country this has taken uh, many many years however once there is a breakthrough there is a possibility so um yeah i think that's a, it's, it, that, that, I think that's a very fair um a, a, a fair summary there yeah
1: and it, i I, and I think it's a fair point i think there is an element of and uh, we, for those of you that uh, that that like an island other than port sea we'll be looking at hailing island uh next week and uh, obviously within the boundaries of uh of the haven't borough council, um the Greens won Emsworth. So, you know, it it, it is possible locally and and uh, again Elliot's an an interesting character and uh, I'm sure if he'd uh, if he'd like to join us at some point we'd love to talk uh, we'd love to talk great local Green Party strategy with Elliot and um and it sounds like he's got some interesting thoughts there.
0: Indeed, sadly, the sadly we missed the opportunity to have um, Elliot involved in the in the hustings because there weren't any other candidates in St Thomas wards um, um, up for the hustings. So, um, so that that was a bit of a shame. So, sorry that um, sorry the public didn't get to hear more of you, Elliot. But um, hopefully, more so in future. But oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so uh, yeah so uh yeah the the cabinet positions pretty much again no no surprises there continuations then pretty much of of um of everybody on the on the on the situation um so um yeah and then it then it kind of gets into Ooh. this is where it starts getting a a bit a, a bit contested so so the next thing that that needs to happen is the is the appointment of um so there are various committees or panels that Either deal with um, other parts of council business, so for example, the planning committee, which is a, um, a semi-judicial um, uh, committee, so therefore can't be uh, political in in that sort of sense. Uh, but there are other um, committees like the um, like the um, the, um, the 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 standards committees, um, scrutiny panels, all those sorts of things, health and wellbeing board that um, that we mentioned earlier on. So the bun fight then starts about how to divvy up um the the proportional um i'm going to say representation the um how those roles are are divvied out and they are actually divvied out in a proportionate way overall for this for the seats on those panels um it uh as a reflection of the number of seats that each particular party or group actually has on the council yeah so there's a handy table that kind of that kind of breaks all that down um but there was a point that was moved by councillor graham heaney um that suggest that revisited a point he'd made the previous year and there was some con- um well, some yes. energetic disagreement last year that um that um what seemed to happen was that um between the between the conservative and the the labor group they managed to uh, secure the chair and vice chair of all bar i think one one panel i think is um, is is what's kind of referred to later on yeah uh, uh, councillor Heaney was suggesting that as well as actually the overall makeup of the panels being proportionate actually the dishing out of the chairs and vice chairs of those panels should should also uh, be proportionate um and that seems to be where the everybody's working together in nice little harmony. Um, the wagons, the wheels seem to fall off yes. that Yes.
1: And is it worth us actually uh, filling in a little more colour on last year? Because it, it is true that between the Conservatives and the Labour group, they orchestrated themselves such that I think in terms of it principally in the chair's position, um, they kind of shared them out amongst themselves. Um, it would be fair to say that Councillor George Madgewick was very unhappy um, that, uh, that effectively Pip had not been given any of the chairs. And I know he was particularly keen for the chair of the licensing committee. And there was some debate about whether that was appropriate, as George at the time was also a licensee within the city. And to be fair, the Lib Dem administration were pretty sore about the way things had happened last year and both Pip and the Lib Dems cried foul that um the the <laughs> the stitch up or the collaborative working of, of, of Labour and the Conservatives was inappropriate last year to divvy the um divvy the the, 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 the chairs up between them. So that was the landscape to which we then looked at this year's allocation of the chairs, and as you say, Graham Heaney suggesting that wouldn't it be fairer if we divvied the chair positions up pro rata? And then it
0: gets ugly. Um, yeah, it um it does. I mean, um, what Councillor Heaney was suggesting was that under the current makeup of the council, that that would mean that there were eight Lib Dems, four Conservative uh three Labour, uh three PIP, one uh PCI and one for uh for the independent um which would be um Judy Smythe um currently in the in the chamber um would be the chairs and boy vo- of the twenty chairs and vice chairs positions um uh, available. Um yeah I guess one man's um or one person's um collegiate working is another person's um stitch up behind closed doors. So let's, what, let's hear what the actors have got to say. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so let's hear this. And we'll pause this kind of halfway through, but it's, it's, it, it's um, yeah, it's, um, well, we'll be interested to hear what, our, hear what our listeners have got to say.
3: Last year, uh, what happened is the Conservative and Labour groups got together uh, and stitched up a plan to take all the chairs of the committees, uh, which they did. That, it just went wrong on one. Um, where uh, the voting was different. Um, uh, And I understand that that same discussion has been happening this year between the leaders of the Labour and Conservative groups uh, about trying to stitch together a deal to take all the chairs again. My And and it's been reported back from me from people who've had those discussions that that's what's happened, but the numbers just don't add up this year. So, um, my Lord, I think it's an interesting thing, which I would support, that we look at for proportionality, but to do it at this point is too late for this year, but I think it's a very sensible thing to look at for next year because what we want to do is to avoid what the Labour and the Conservative groups did last year, which was to take all the chairs and reappoint people who were chairing committees that had not met for three years for which there were salaries, and those groups did nothing to remove those people who'd been taking public money for for chairing committees that had never met councillor matt atkins someone
4: the council may recall uh, two years ago when i um, suggested that it should also apply to things like outside appointments that carry ten thousand pound salaries but of course the uh, former leader and the current leader would know that they always appoint those within their own group so after the uh, former leader wants to talk stitch up i think we should talk about the grand stitch up we're seeing today not only in that all the chairs are being assigned between the Liberal Democrats and Independents, who of course, as we now know, work extremely closely together in this city, to the point of being the same party. The Liberal Democrats have practically disappeared from the north, and yet instead we have an independent party, deeply suspicious. The other stitch-up I'd like to talk about is the, uh, is the fact that I think many in Milton might be surprised to see that the leader of the council they voted for has stepped down, shall we say, and much in the manner of Brown to Blair, or uh, May to Cameron or even, dare I said, Rishi to the Boris of Gerald Redding Jackson, we have a new leader of the council today which, which nobody votes for either. So if the, uh, the administration want to talk, stitch up, uh, stitch up today, I think there is quite a lot of stitch up we can look at and it's not coming from the conservative or the labour party councillor gerardo former leader councillor vernon jackson was being dishonest there there has not been a stitch up this year between ourselves and the conservative party at at all so i wanted to get that on the record to correct him because that is in factually incorrect um secondly i completely endorse my colleague um councillor Graham heaney's proposal that's been put here today because something that i'd like to remind the liberal democrat administration of and it needs to be reminded some time and again, is this council is in no overall control. We need to have representation that reflects that. We have the Labour Party, we have independents, we have another group of independents now. The fairest and most open and transparent thing would be, rather than all these backroom conversations and dealings, for us to have an open conversation and to collaborate ahead of these meetings and to do it fairly, because I personally think we're a better council and we're going to make better decisions when we're all
2: represented. Councillor Pitt. Thank you, Lord Mayor. Wow. Um, what an extraordinary position we find. Did you want to
1: pause in? that now?
2: Um, yep.
1: Yeah. Well, um... plenty to digest there. Um, the word stitch up. Um, now, this for me, and as you've said many times before, Simon, politics is about learning to count. And obviously last year, the count was such that the Conservatives and the Labour Party had enough members between them to win each vote and effectively select their preferred candidates. Although there was an acknowledgement that there there was a chink of light in that uh, one of them, they didn't divvy up between themselves. But it would appear that this year, uh, the the political wrongness and inappropriateness of last year's quote unquote stitch up um, has been forgotten. And the we've got more votes than you principle applies. And uh, between the Lib Dems and Pip, they've been much more thorough than uh, perhaps the Labour and Conservative group were last year as they have divvied the 20 slices of pie up amongst folk who are not part of the Labour and the Conservative
0: group. I, yeah, I, I can't help but keep coming back to, um, you know, if if last year was OK, then this year is OK. If the, if last year wasn't OK, then this year is also in, in, to some degrees, um, not okay. If you think that the, the the mechanism itself is at fault, which I think is Councillor Heaney's argument, um, but the situation from a pure, purely representative, based on the number, n- representative one based on the, the number of councillors that that each party has, um, it is a different, a, a very different situation this year. Um, the, the number of councillors that the Conservative groups has is is very much lower than it than mm. it was previous years um um and um uh, and the Labour Party have, have fought to pretty much get themselves back to roughly where they were at the beginning of last year so um so it's uh, personally I I I can understand the, the logic and agree with the logic of look let's let's actually have a mechanism that uh, that apportions these so that we don't have to have this this Bun fight all the time and these this accusations slinging that 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 goes along, but I can't help but think that everybody feels hard done by, but also to a degree everybody's right. Um, in the in the sense that everybody has a point that it's not terribly fair, but if the process is unfair, you're you're the council, vote to get it changed. Well, and. that's the process
1: yeah and i think that for me is where i struggled a little bit with the uh, gvj's initial response which was that uh isn't pro- isn't proportionality a good idea um but it's too late to do it this year um perhaps we'll think about it next year well to be fair councilor Vernon jackson it, 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 if it was if it was important to you Yes. and you were indignant you know it wasn't like you it wasn't like you shrugged and took the well that's politics you were in the portsmouth evening news as was councillor madwick absolutely venting your spleen about how inappropriate this was and for me the, the, there's almost a, there's almost a touch of well we might talk about it next year after we've got you back for last year ha ha! we've won all the seats this year i, I mean it just isn't edifying I, at all and it does not for me auger well about m- mature and you know uh, i do struggle with this let's work collaboratively and collegiately apart from this thing that matters when we're going to do a bit of you know, triumphal mooning across the bloody council chamber, and we'll bear our asses at you and go. Yeah, he
0: thought you won last year. Have some of that. It's oh, uh, it's it's not, edifying. Well, there, there, there's a there, there's a picture that we that we didn't oh? want. Um, so, um, uh, I, I, I I mean, I don't I I, I kind of get the point that you're you're making. I, I don't know that it's that it's quite as revenge driven. Um, no. And no, I, I I I don't know that it is, but I think it is the it's it's certainly whataboutery. It's certainly um, well, if it's okay for you to do it, we're going to do it, and it's certainly point scoring in the sense. And it's I don't I don't know whether there's whether the word collaborative is has a different definition in the dictionaries in the council chamber um, than it does to anybody else. Um, but you can't work collaboratively with people that you're consistently poking in the eye. It it doesn't well, work. Li- they're not they're not going to. Yeah, so, should we see um, what but Councilor also
1: Pitt has to sorry, you yeah. would say also Yeah.
0: Yeah, no 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 no, you're you're right. Um just before I do, um Elliot um jumping in again. So um this debate makes a good case for proportional politics. Um, again uh, to be fair that's a point I was just mm. about to make. It's weird that Labour and the Conservatives are actually arguing for proportional representation here. Um opposition control well, of chair Charlotte position gives a voice it. to constituents yeah. of oh, sorry. Um, of touched- these uh, councillors not sorry carry on <laughs> sorry i was just going to finish and it's coming sorry um uh, voice to constituents of these councillors not administration if we had a committee-based council which automatically made uh chairs uh uh proportional we wouldn't have this nightmare mind-boggling to me yeah i, I think that's the that's the grand sum of of what uh, probably everybody watching is you almost want to lock them in a room and bang their heads together and say oh, for crying out loud um But let's hear the rest of it, Let's hear
1: what Steve's got to say. He started with a wow.
2: To raise a a suggested amendment on the floor of the Council Chamber at the annual general meeting is not, I think, good governance. Um, I would fully support a review, uh, and the Council has mechanisms to do that during the year, um, and we would want to play our full part in that. Um, However, for those watching at home or anyone sat in the gallery, I would remind um, people that proportionality exists automatically because we've just voted for it there is proportionality in the representation of each of the groups on the panels that we are selecting here today that proportionality reflects the membership of this council and therefore it is not fair or accurate to suggest that this is in in any way the Liberal Democrats dominating positions I would point out of the panels that do scrutiny we have put forward no nominations for chairs Lord Mayor so to imply that we are trying to grab in some way control everything and to stifle scrutiny is absolutely not accurate Um, we also had constructive (laughs) conversations with other groups on the council Um, for transparency and accuracy um, the first conversation that I was able to have with the Labour group leader who reached out to me on Sunday afternoon at half past three uh, barely 48 hours before this meeting, uh, yet I've, con- I've still attempted at that very late stage to be constructive in that conversation. Um, I had no prior contacts at all uh, with any approach for any suggestions from Councillor Bosher. Um, I'm not aware that the former leader or, or anyone else in the administration was contacted by Councillor Heaney to discuss this suggestion that's before us today, since we're apparently talking about being collegiate and working collaboratively, very difficult to do that when you just spring that on the floor of the council chamber. We have worked with those who approached us and spoke to us and behaved in a constructive manner. We remain willing to do this in future, and should the Labour and Conservative groups follow through on what they've said today, which is to have constructive and timely conversations next year, we would absolutely welcome that, and we have no objections whatsoever to a review of the current system during this municipal year.
5: Councillor Bosher. It's not a great start from the new leader of the City Council. who's just said we haven't put forward any Liberal Democrat uh, candidates to chair a scrutiny committee because I'm looking at what I've got here and it says Health Overview and Scrutiny Panel, Liberal Democrat Chair Mark Jeffries, Liberal Democrat Vice Chair Leonie Oliver. So that is a scrutiny committee unless the word scrutiny isn't applicable in the title scrutiny panel on that particular instance.
2: Councillor Pitt. Uh, what, point of order 39B, uh, Lord Mayor. Um, I was specific about saying panels, uh, health overview uh, scrutiny board is a panel is a, has a different role to the other scrutiny management panels and I would expect the leader of the opposition and the other group leaders to understand the very important distinction in its role.
5: It's scrutiny panels, it's health overview and scrutiny panel on the document, but hey-ho, we can, we can be pedantic about the wording. I, I go back to this time last year and I seem to recollect that Councillor Vernon Jackson was jumping up and down like a cat on a hot tin roof interjecting with what he thought was a a Conservative and Labour stitch up and wanting to amend it and wanting to change it at that point. The short factor is is that you've had all year Councillor Vernon Jackson if you wanted to make changes to make changes you've chosen not to do that. Councillor Heaney has been very diligent in his particular approach and actually gone forward with it. I did reach out to you when you were still leader uh, to see whether you wanted to talk Councillor Vernon Jackson. You chose not to do that. You were too engaged with Councillor Madgwick and looking at some sort of deal there. The short issue is is the fact that Graham Heaney has done his, his diligence, Lord Mayor. He's brought forward something which I think is eminently sensible. It'll stop all the, the so-called stitch-ups because you're accusing us of it this year. Arguably, the same could apply to the uh, uh, inaugural um, coalition between the PIP group and the Liberal Democrats and, and everything that you've actually planned this year. It's an opportunity to see whether the independent group are going to be truly independent, I would suggest, and see whether they think that openness and transparency in the issue of democracy is the right way to go or whether they're just going to chase the pay position.
2: Councillor Magic.
6: Just... Um, could I just make one thing quite clear? Last year um, I voted for something Terry Norton brought up and I voted in favour of Conservatives. The last meeting of the year, Kirsty, did I vote for you when the other two in the party of my party voted to abstain? I am independent and nobody tells me who to vote for and that's the agreement we got in this party so for councillor Bocher to turn around and say that we've done a deal is winds me up because i haven't done a deal with anyone and i'll vote for who i think is right not any party line. There's no party whip with us um ray's already saying that he's going against something that i'm going for et cetera et cetera so there is no stitch up right which there was oh last dear. year
0: so, um, <laughs> it,
1: it, 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 so a, I mean, there's a there's... happy coincidence the chair of every scrutiny panel just happens by coincidence to have been allocated to PIP or one of the other non Labour and
0: Conservative groups. Uh. Um, well, I mean, we've got, the, we've got the list in front of us. We can, we can check that here. So the, the planning committee, the chair is, um, is Liberal Democrat Chris Atwell. The vice chair is Liberal Democrat Lee Hunt. The scrutiny management panel, the chair is um, PCI um, Cal Corker, Corkery. That was um, allocated to PIP, but it was gifted to PCI uh, from PIP. The vice chair is Liberal Democrat Leo Madden. The governance and audit and standards committee, Um, The chair is Liberal Democrat Leo Madden. The vice chair is Liberal Democrat uh, Stuart Brown. Um, The employment committee, the chair is Liberal Democrat Stuart Brown. The vice chair is Liberal Democrat Darren Saunders. The health overview scrutiny panel, the chair is Liberal Democrat Mark Jeffrey. The vice chair is Leonie Oliver. Um, The employment development culture and leisure scrutiny panel. Uh, the chair is Pip Russell Simpson and the Vice Chair is Conservative uh, John Smith. The Education, Children and Young People Scrutiny Panel, the Chair is Pip Brian Madgwick, um, who you just heard there, and the vice chair is Labour Mary Valerie. Um, and the uh, the Housing and Social Care Scrutiny Panel. The chair is Portsmouth Community Independent Kirsty Meller, and the Vice Chair is Pip Raymond Dent. Uh, the Traffic Environment and Community and Safety sc- Scrutiny Panel. Uh, the chair is uh, Liberal Democrat. Uh, Ju- um, sorry, Liberal. De- oh, sorry. It was gifted to Independent, so it was uh, allocated for the Lib Dems. But it was gifted to Judith Smythe as an in- as an Independent, uh, and the vice chair is Labour. Uh, Labour's Charlotte gerarda So,
1: the John, the John Smith um, and Mary Valley positions were were effective at the the time once everything had been divvied out around by the great and the good those two were vacant and i think they were voted in uh unopposed at the end of the uh at the end of the particular meeting so you know for for me i i guess you know ultimately it, it is what it is um you know it is the other side of the coin to what happened last year um you can look at that and say you know again it depends on your your standpoint you know what's good for the goose is good for the gander or you can take the view that if it as you eloquently put it well if it was wrong last year it, it's as wrong this year and i think you know for for me i i i just think it, it, it is setting a very disappointing tone um, and it doesn't matter, to be honest, because ultimately, it, it, if PIP and the Liberal Democrats are aligned, um, I know Brian was there being absolutely staunch that once I supported Terry Norton, so therefore I'm fully independent. Um, I'm not sure that's washing with anybody. Um, so between them, they've got 23 seats. So between them, there is abs- they can do absolutely anything they want as full council. Um, and they can they can push it through. It's it's there is
0: Um well, I mean the the first rule of politics is learn yeah. to count, right? Um and um you know, at the end of the day, um the Pip candidate the Pip councillors don't always vote with the administration. It would be wrong to claim so. But I, I think the Conservatives are trying to tar them as not being independent because that's um that's an obvious way to try and um, combat their USP, which is that they're independent and they and they and they don't answer to, to anybody. They quite clearly run a party that doesn't doesn't have a whip um, and doesn't doesn't follow a party line, and yep. you can see that from the example um, that um, Councillor Magic Senior uh, uh, made there. Um, um, I mean, not being funny, I haven't done the numbers to kind of see whether that's the case, but I think the the. Th- I- Accusations aren't necessarily borne out in, in fact, um, but that's again that's just a sideline of of the issue. If the conserv the Conservatives did something very very similar um, when they formed an administration back in twenty fourteen with UKIP, yes. So you know at the end of the day, if it's if it's good when we do it, but it's bad when someone else does it, that I'm sorry, that's just fundamentally dishonest. But if we agree that the mechanism is is flawed. Yes. Uh, for me the solution to the mechanism is is actual proportional representation um of the electorate and greater proportionality so i i think i think councillor Heaney's, uh motion makes sense but obviously i don't get a vote no
1: vote. and and uh, ultimately um it was voted upon and uh it and it, it will come as surprise to no one that the conservatives and the uh and the labour team voted for it and
0: um the others yeah and 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 some of the chairs and vice chairs were challenged by i'm just conscious of the yep. time so I won't list them out some of the chairs and vice chairs were were challenged by um either lib dems or conservatives or even pips yep. um so there there was challenging across the board but all of those challenges fell by the wayside all of those appointed the the uh, the person suggested as chair or vice chair uh, by by the administration but mathematically they've got the the ability they don't have a an overall majority but they have the ability to be able to do enough of that to to, to, to get that yep. to work so um it's a numbers game you you, yes. you, you learn to count yeah. you figure out how that's no, and be. i think
1: i think we're all good with that and i think we're all grown-ups to know that that that, that mm-hmm. is that is the way it works i think the 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 the, the piece in this that's the mm-hmm. that is you know is the is the the challenging bit is is that you know again if that's the way it's going to work that's the way it's going to work you know set your stall out and and you know at the end of the day um you know the Lib Dems have had a ringing endorsement um of their administration and in the north of the city the um you know Pip are clearly you know are on the night where were you know got an another three councillors um you know so there is there is an endorsement of what they're doing, so you know. The, the, at the end of the day, the, the the two the two parties are working together and 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 getting the job done. Um, so, you know that that is how it is going forward. And again, if we glance, if we take a quick glance ahead to next year, because obviously we had a drop out in the middle, so we'll we'll go just a few minutes over if uh, people are prepared to bear with us. Um, the interesting question will be, well, you know where does the council how do things change next year if um if we see a similar sort of uh similar sort of approach
0: um yeah so uh so next year um again um one of the councillors in every um, one of the three councillors in every ward is is up for re-election so next year we've got um george madrick um in uh, Paulsgrove up for re-election we've got uh, five conservatives up for re-election in um in Cosham in Drayton farlington Hilsy Copner uh, and Eastian Craneswater we've got um five lib dems um up for um up for re-election in Nelson uh, Fratton Baffins Milton um, St Jude and St Thomas um and essentially um so in 2021 um labor were um labor obviously won uh labor won um central Southsea, but they um they also won charles dickens um but um kirstie meller has um has since um left the party and joined um uh, and joined pcr joined the portsmouth community independence Mm. so obviously early days even even by our standards um although last year we did by this point already have someone saying that um um, saying that they were willing to do a hustings so it's not too early to, to say that early. you're ready, ready to do hustings for next year um but yet we don't at the moment we don't know quite who the who the runners and riders will will be in 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 2024 and and what's the what the landscape will be will it be a continuing decline um for the conservatives i mean it was um interesting for um councillor um atkins to say um that the liberal democrats have Dis- disappeared from Portsmouth North I mean the, to be honest by the results of this year the Conservatives have disappeared from the entire mm. island so um it's it, you know I'm not gloating I'm just I'm just look if at the end of the day um it, it, you can you can sulk about how the electorate voted but it's the electorate's choice who they yeah, vote yeah I think
1: I think the point councillor atkins was making was about political campaigning more than it was the the will of the voters i think there is an element of you know again it, it
0: doing some versus not
1: doing if, any. if we look at if we look at next year and it, it, i mean for me the key on next year is is you know will there be any bounce in the in the conservative in support for the conservatives at all and and you know again there is an element of you know, we saw a little we saw a decline, we saw a bounce with the vaccines rollout, uh, we saw a fall last year, and we have seen an absolute crash this year. And I think there is the piece where, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think the interesting things for me are going to be whether the Conservatives do bounce back. I think there's going to be an interesting piece as to whether the PIP do have aspirations beyond the conservative heartlands in the north. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting campaign for Labour because the two wards that they won um, back in 21, they lost, they didn't win them this year, Um, you know, they lost Charles Dickens to PCI um, and they didn't win Central South Sea, um, which was one of the key wards they targeted. Um, So, yeah, you you, you kind of look at that landscape and, you know, is there a way that the, the Lib Dems can can get to 22. I don't think so, but I, I could see them. I could see them going plus one next year. Um, you know, potentially turning over um, John Smith in E&C um, and retaining the five they've already got. Um, but there is an element of, you know, could they get Fratton as well? Possibly. Um so maybe plus two, but I think that still takes them to to nineteen. So, you know, they are still three short of the magic twenty-two. And I don't think anybody can really make a case for where they might find those three
0: seats. It's um Liberal Democrat Stuart Brown for Fratton that's um that's due up. Oh right. So uh, next year. so yeah, so uh, so again he's 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 looking to retain.
1: Um, but um yeah, it's uh, it is um no sorry I meant Central South Sea if they turned over Central South Sea oh okay Beg your yeah, pardon. sorry get the two confused um
0: yeah so there's a there's um and Elliot again uh, bless you thank you Elliot for your your contributions today um he's also said that he's down so I'm assuming that um that's Elliot already joining the list for the hustings for next year so um, thank you very much and hopefully we can make sure one happens in Saint Thomas next year um that'll be that'll be great to see um we'll we'll continue to hold them in any ward where we've got at least two candidates that can agree on a date Um, and hopefully more than three days before the vote would be good would be good (laughs) so i think you know on that bombshell um we are in a
1: position where next week we are going to cross the divide over to uh, another another um another region where it wasn't a great night from the conservatives but we're hopefully going to be uh we're going to be hearing from a, a Labour and a, a Lib Dem councillors, both friends of the pods who've been on before, who are now mm-hmm. changing the colour of haven't borough council little by little. Um, and we'll we'll talk to them about all things hailing. And then we're pulling together an action packed rest of uh, rest of the summer season for you. So um yeah, watch this space and the socials to see uh see what uh Entertainingness we pull out of the bag, and we'll go back to uh, we'll go back to doing it on Sunday. I think much better than a Monday night.
0: Yeah, we will. Our apologies for the for the confusion. We both had uh, booked calendars. Um, Sunday just gone. Hoped to pre-record it and actually time it to go out at the usual time. Um, but as ever, um, the technology fell on its ass. So um, so we couldn't do that. Um, so we treated you again for anyway for a, um for a, a Monday live special. But we're back. As Ian says, live on on Sunday with councillors Mark Coates and councillor Paul Gray.
1: So you've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I've been Ian Tiny Morris. And I've been Simon
0: Sandspring. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. If you want to make sure you get notifications about upcoming shows, and get to know when we're live, we normally broadcast live 6.27pm on a Sunday evening, then follow us on Facebook at Pompey Politics Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Pompey Politics One. Please, if you'd like to, feel free to leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, and you can even ask Alexa to play the podcast for you. Alexa, play the latest episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. Getting Pompey Politics Podcast from Amazon Music. Alexa, okay, the stop. See? Si? It's si, si. easy.